Hello, world. Hey, world. Hello, world. Welcome to Hello, world. The future is female. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hello, world. The future is female. My name is Isabella, and today I'm joined by Tamea. And I met her actually a couple of years ago at this math circle summer internship that we did, and she came over to the states to help out with that. And she's actually the reason why I really got interested in physics. So I forgot to tell you, Tamea, but I'm actually I'm in physics C now, and I took it because of that summer thing you helped me with in uh, going into physics one, and so. Um, yeah. So anyways, I thought it would be really interesting to have her on here. She's a really inspirational woman that I admire who's doing incredible things in Europe. So yeah, thanks so much to Mia for coming on. So hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm very happy that I uh, was uh, helping you with the physics and it really had uh, some impact. So uh, well. <laughs> could you tell us a little bit more about the work that you've done with CERN and kind of your role as a student researcher there? Well, at first, I guess that it's uh, my turn to explain a bit uh, what actually CERN is. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, like a large European uh, laboratory for uh, particle accelerators. Uh, what is like uh, interesting about it or maybe how you could heard about it would be like at CERT there was discovered the Higgs boson also known as God's particle it's been like a decade ago so that's uh, something that is well known for and also actually what many people don't know it was uh, it is a birthplace of the of worldwide web so oh, it means really? that actually uh, everything you do now on the internet is actually started at CERN because uh, the researchers were about to, uh, you know, connect the information that they were researching. And uh, so they decided to create something like the World Wide Web. And now we are using it every day. So, yeah, CERN is actually uh, like a really huge thing. Although for uh, ordinary people, I guess that uh, just some... Uh, uh, particle experiments aren't that uh, interesting <laughs> uh, because well there is most of the research but as a byproduct there are a lot of uh, there is a lot of progress in like all fields also in medicine and yeah it's not only about particles and the physics yeah and, and well yeah no go ahead okay okay yeah, well so uh and now what about me <laughs> So uh, now I am working uh, for the de detectors that detect the particles. So basically what is going on in here that the particles collide and uh, yeah, we detect what is actually happening there so we can better understand uh, the origins of matter and like wh what is actually going on. I personally am at the Alex experiment that uh, researches um, quark gluon plasma well, that's something that maybe some people may have heard already. Uh, it's like a state of matter, as you have like a, you have liquids, you have solid things, and you have gases. Well, then there is like a very special thing called quark gluon plasma, which is in very high temperatures and very high pressures. And why do we want to research this? Is because uh, we believe that's how the universe was created that at the beginning. There was, uh, like, right after the Big Bang, there was this quark-gluon plasma. So we're interested in it because, well, I guess everyone wants to know, like, how this all begins. So, yeah, yeah that's what we do. And that's what I do. 
So I, I just was... did the detector, so really know something about it. I'm curious, like, what made you interested in, in like, physics and this nuclear particle things and all that? Well, I'd say that I was always, like, a very curious uh, person. Like, every yeah. time I was like, okay, how does this work? Okay, can I, like... Uh, uh, dismount it and see like uh, what is really going on in here and since like everything around us is uh, constructed of like uh, s- atoms and molecules and then we can go down to the particles uh, and yeah so uh, we you know we are now wondering like as all sciences in the world can we go even deeper like what is really going on in there and what are the f- fundamental particles so that's I guess what uh made me interested in this field that I'm just too curious to just go away with atoms I have to go you know deeper (laughs) when you were um mentioning like every time I'm doing physics I think of how you're explaining how if there's like um snippet of time or piece of time and I always consider I call it that now which unrelated but (laughs) um yeah. yeah I know you have worked with like sipim is that how you say it uh yeah usually people pronounce it rather cpm or sipm uh and what it actually is uh it's like a well to go into this abbreviation it would be like silicon photomultiplier and well what it is it's from silicon that i think is pretty self-explanatory and then we have photomultiplier well that is something that multiplies photons as the name would suggest and uh, why do we want to multiply photons? Is because when uh, sometimes when the particle interaction happens, we have some photons, and we want to detect them. But the signal is often very very tiny, and uh, to uh, be able to really do something with the signal, like with the and read it with the electronics, we need to multiply the signal. So that's why we need those uh, silicon photomultipliers, and. Uh, well, yeah, I'm working with them on my uh, bachelor's thesis. So, uh, yeah, I think it's like uh, one of the most important things, like, well, not like the most important thing behind all physics, but it's pretty important because it's uh, widely used and it's not only used in high energy physics as I use it usually, but uh, it's also used, for example, for medical imagining. Uh, for example, if you have like a, a CT scan or PET scans, then uh, every time like, uh, you know, the person goes through this ring of uh, detectors, actually the signal is produced by those SIPMs, mm. like the first electronic signals that uh, the computer then uh, evaluates is produced with those. It's like the light that is created is uh, caught by these SIPMs. Mm. Oh, that's really interesting. So that's kind of how you decided that that's the path you wanted to take for your bachelor's thesis, um, because it was like it's in everything, basically, especially in medical imaging. Well, I knew that I want to do something uh, real, <laughs> I would say, because, well, theoretical physics is, I think, very interesting. But I know that I wouldn't be like really uh, fulfilled with this. It's like, uh, yeah, it was very interesting, but uh, for me to work on something and really like get passionate about it, I need to really see it. I need to really mm. touch it. And uh, so I decided to do detectors. And since uh, as I said, uh, the SIPMs are like very widely used, I decided that uh, 
this yeah. is going to be interesting since uh, it's everywhere. That's really cool. Um, in addition to your research, I know that obviously you're very good at math and you did AME and AMC and all of that. How do these activities kind of really complement your own education, whether that's in physics or nuclear particles or all of that? Well, uh, math is something like a universal language of science. So this is like uh, why it's important for me to like really work on my math because without math, I wouldn't be able to do any <laughs> physics. So that's like the first step. But uh, how does the, well, I did, uh, as you mentioned, I did like those classes on uh, AIME and NAMC and so. Uh, I think it's very important to do science outreach because without the outreach, I mean, without sharing the information, how would we do any progress? Like everyone would just uh, play on their own playground and not share any information. We couldn't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's why the science outreach is very important. And also this is this is very helpful for me, like teaching all those classes and things, because then I learned how to really communicate science and I can really... Uh, try to explain and not only in my mother tongue but also in English since uh, I mean you mm. can all hear it that <laughs> <laughs> this is not my mother tongue <laughs> at all so uh, yeah this is uh, one of the like most important things for me that to learn how to communicate in English and uh, like also do the outreach in general yeah I think that's really important especially if being like you can have all these ideas and you can have that high knowledge of um like knowing how to do the math, but if you can't really explain your ideas, then, you know, it doesn't really matter because you can't make someone else, like you can't convince them why it's important or how it has an effect in the world. So, yeah. Okay. Could you share some more details about, I know you've done a lot of workshops and you've designed and taught them in person, especially with that math organization that um, you've done. Could you kind of share a little bit more on how you approach teaching and really conveying complex topics to make them understandable for someone who is not at such a high level? Yeah, thank you for this question because I uh, really like put a lot of work in the, what I do because I know that it's very important to uh, start with the basics with the students because otherwise, I mean, <laughs> you cannot... Uh, teach anything complex without really knowing yeah. the basics right and uh, so what I always try to do is to break things into basics and then I try to be also like as hands-on let's say as possible mm -hmm. I always try to show like real world examples for example in teaching physics uh, it's for me very I think it's very important to really show how the things work also with math, often it's very easy to think of something that people use every day and show them that, okay, see, there is the same principle. Uh, because not only people will remember it better, but also they will understand it better because, like, I mean, they see it every day. So they know, like, uh, how the things would behave and so. And also, like, students often, well, not only students, I mean, also teachers, <laughs> like, also me, uh, when there is, like, too many abstract concepts, people get lost. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always try to avoid. And I always try to do, like, uh, real-world examples. And then I let the students, like, really try them, like, let's say, hands-on. So I always after explaining a bit, I try to, like, uh, give them a short example to solve on their own 
or like uh, I try to encourage them to give me another example from real world. So they really have to think about the concept and really try to apply it. And this mm. is, I think, like uh, how we do science, basically. And mm -hmm. I think you can start doing science even with like really basic stuff, also in math and also in physics. Mm -hmm. What motivated you to kind of pursue um, the Czech Technical University in Prague and um, yeah, obviously you started from the basics and you've made it all the way this far. So how did you kind of continue and then persevere? Well, I think that uh, goes back to like why I really started this. I'm just so curious and I cannot stop. I mean, I <laughs> want to learn more and like with, uh, you know, more knowledge, there is like a even bigger hunger for knowledge because when I know more things, I know that I, there is even more to know mm -hmm. so i have to like you know explore everything and uh at czech technical university i was like uh, kind of very uh lucky because i got to the research group on uh, detectors at cern uh so this made me even like even more passionate about what i'm doing because i could really because i got the chance to really go to cern and to really like uh touch the science on its edge like really there is a new physics going on there and I was so lucky to go there and see yeah. it so this is what like drives me every time like and to go to Prague uh well I chose it uh because of the uh study program I like it that is like a nuclear and particle physics like all the way from the beginning so that's why I went to Prague and uh yeah I stayed because I just loved it <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was reading something the other day of like, the more you know, the more surprised, the more opportunities you have to be surprised, because yes. like, you realize, but you don't know. Whereas if you just don't know, you you have no idea what you don't know. So. Yeah, precisely. As you say, this is what's driving me like, yeah, yeah, all um, the time. Yeah, it is interesting. As a researcher, have you had any um like memorable moments that have really been like wow this is worth it or breakthroughs that have shaped your perspective on research or your career well it's definitely the first time I went to CERN I mean I I have to admit I I fell in love there and so many times this is like really crazy for me because you know people often they are like okay they go to to their job and they're like okay they go there nine to five and yeah that's it and they are often not very passionate about it. But at CERN, I was like, oh, my God, this doesn't even feel like work. I mean, yeah. we're just like really exploring and doing the physics. And it's actually like a real thing, real work. And it's like also the community there, like everyone is so passionate about what they do everyone is so helpful like uh, I was afraid because I mean I'm just a young student I don't have many experience and you know there are people who work at CERN for longer than I am alive so I yeah. was like oh no they're going to think that I'm just you know there uh, but when I came there everyone was like so helpful and everyone was like okay you don't know this don't worry don't worry we'll explain you and then you can come up with the solutions for another problem and indeed this happened I mean people were really listening also to my input so mm -hmm. it wasn't only that okay so the the let's like say watching old you, or more experienced yeah. scientists are doing the science but really it was like everyone 
because it is very important indeed yeah. to have like another point of view to really do the research so this was for me like really eye-opening experience and I was like okay okay I mean I love it here I love it here so much yeah. I was like okay I, I have to return there like for yeah. sure yeah that's really that's really inspiring to be in like an environment that welcomes you and also is okay that you don't know everything because at the end of the day like everyone starts out as a beginner and it's just like yeah. what you said about the outreach the importance of always making sure that you're helping the next person who's going to continue the work um understand it so yeah precisely precisely what advice would you give to anyone who's interested in pursuing STEM or kind of is hesitant or scared about the challenges, um, but is, like you said, curious in general? Well, I would say that the most important thing is just to do what you really love. Because once you find your passion, it's going to drive you through all the obstacles. I mean, I was like, okay, I really like this physics. And yeah, so every time I encounter some like difficult exam or some other struggle it's always like okay so why am I doing this and I'm like mm -hmm. okay because I really want to know it and mm -hmm. then it's like okay so I just get over it yeah. over this exam because I know that it's really has it's like uh that it really has sense that I mm -hmm. that I know how they say it uh, like in in a, in the end, it'll matter. Like long term. Yes, yes, precisely. Yeah. That, yeah, that is going to really help me to really do what I love. And like, I mean, why yeah. would I do something that I don't like, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, no good thing is is easy. And I think like like I was thinking about um, like not like my accomplishments, but like the things that I've done. And the if it's like an easy test. I'm like, okay, yes, obviously I'm supposed to get a good score. But if I studied for a long time and then I got a good score and it's not like the best score, but it's a good score. I'm like, wow, I'm really proud of myself because I'm actually yeah. interested in it. Even though it's very difficult, like at least I'm doing it and it's, it's has meaning. Um, yes. In a sense. Yes. And I think Precisely especially, the meaning. yeah, with STEM, it's like such a difficult field or set of fields to go into, but I think it's one of the most gratifying because you can see what you're doing and you can see like yeah. on the frontier of um, something new and it's kind of your responsibility to create it, which there's not that in many fields, I don't think, but um, I know yeah, that... so very nicely. <laughs> I mean, English is my English first language. Is... So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see the difference between us. <laughs> but no, I think it was like a, a very great. Even if I had a little more time, I don't think I would be able to really say it that nicely. <laughs> well, I feel like if I were to say it in another language, it would be like STEM is cool. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyways, so obviously I know that nuclear and particle physics which I don't think I ever mentioned is what you're studying. Um, yeah, my field. <laughs> has been historically male-dominated. And um, I personally don't know anyone, male or female, who's in this field except for you. So as a woman who's in this field, what kind of unique perspectives or um, experiences have you gone through or, or have? And how does that kind of importance of representation matter, especially in a field that is so... Like well, uh, I would say that uh, in in my field, actually, 
the like people are very welcoming so it's not that they would like uh, put me aside which i which i'm very yeah. grateful but uh where i encounter like uh some weird comments i'd say that it's like outside my field and outside like mm -hmm. stem in general because it sometimes happens to me that uh, uh people are like oh you're such a nice young lady and you're studying such a horrible field and i'm like Okay, <laughs> the fact that I am female doesn't mean yeah. that I cannot do what I want, right? I mean, yeah. I don't have to be in a position of care just because I'm female. That's I mean, true. if I like something else, I just do something else. And also if uh, someone who is uh, male likes to do something in mm -hmm. position of care, it's not that they should yeah. be judged. They should really pursue in the degree that they really like. So, uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> just those comments. But they are mostly from people, I mean... Therefore, what I encounter, they are always from people yeah. who are not in STEM. So, um, yeah, I mean, inside the community of science, I think that people realize that the diversity is very important because, well, I think it's very easy, actually. The key for the progress is a change. And the change cannot come from environment when, where everyone thinks the same. So we really need the diversity. We need the different points of view because otherwise we just stay where we are. Mm -hmm. There is no, there are no new ideas coming from the environment. So yeah, I mean, the, the, those are my thoughts. But I think that in science community, most of the people are aware of that. So yeah. they are, uh, I'd say, a bit more welcoming for uh, uh, international collaborations and also like to uh, all the genders and like everything, because like people know that this is what is needed to really do some progress. Yeah. No, I think that's a great answer. I think everyone, there is a big topic right now of like women in STEM or like more representation, but maybe it's from the perspective of like everyone outside of STEM recognizing that there is women in STEM, not necessarily the people in STEM needing to put like a massive effort. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know. it's. I think it's more about like not scaring yeah. young women to go there. Because I have to say, it really, is when I was like younger, I said, like 10 years mm -hmm. ago, and I encountered those, pro well, I was doing uh, back then only math, but when I, I had those comments that, Oh, you're such a young lady, mm -hmm. yeah. and you want to do something uh, so like uh, uninteresting for you. I mean, <laughs> what is this comment good for, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I liked it and I stuck with it. So it was like for me, I came to the like you know nice end. Yeah, well, it's not end yet. I hope, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that this can be really, really discouraging for yeah. young women and I know a lot of my uh, classmates let's say for from uh, primary school that they just went to more women dominated fields because they were like feeling that they had to that there yeah. is like you know because other people were a bit discouraging always like okay so boys do more technical things and girls do the rest so it's like I think that those really those comments are the things yeah. that are going to you know change the, the yeah hmm. um yeah so my last question is uh how are you going to change the world now or even in the near future 
So I'm interested to see what you had to say. <laughs> oh, I'm going to change the word. I think I'm here. I'm going to just do a paraphrase to my mm -hmm. favorite franchise, that is Star Trek. As yes. <laughs> oh a right scientist, <laughs> so uh, I would say that I am uh, not really trying to be like a great person that changes the world. I'm just, you know, trying to be a person, and I let the history make the judgment. I'm here just to do what I do. Oh, that's, I think that's, that's a great answer because it's almost like if you just do what you like in a sense, like there will be like progress and then regression and then discovery and then why the discovery is wrong. Um, but I think what is constant throughout history is that like this existence of simply being and like doing and connecting with other people and um, exchanging yeah. ideas and it doesn't really matter if it's a discovery or a regression at least it's happening all the time um yeah so yeah I guess that is an, an important aspect but thank you so much to for coming on this podcast it was great having you that's it for today's episode remember to stay positive stay inspired and change the world bye everyone